Welcome to the Sigma Dad Pod, where I take you on the journey of learning what it means to be a Sigma Dad. Being a Sigma Dad means being a trailblazer. It means breaking the patterns before you because you know what kind of dad you want to be and you're showing up every single day to become that person. So if you're ready to be the best dad you could ever imagine, strap in, listen up, and let's do this. As a father, one of the greatest things that you can do is create children who are well-equipped to deal with today's world to excel and to become everything that they want to be. Big issue that I see right now is too many men are shirking these duties or don't even know that they're theirs. If you don't take these duties seriously, your children are gonna be at a disadvantage and it's going to be your fault. So let's make sure they have every opportunity that they could ever have. Let's get into it. It surprises me how many men today still feel like it's the wife's job or the woman's job to raise the children. I got a comment on a video recently and I was baffled at how small the thinking was on this comment. I'm not going to repeat it here, but you know, in my last video where I shared how my wife and I have determined where I'm going to show up, where she's going to show up, how we're splitting, you know, household duties and child rearing duties that it was, you know, the wife role to raise the kids. And the sad thing here is that in today's world, there are so many outside forces that are really trying to, I mean, take your kids. I mean, they want your kids to not be successful because if they listen to authority on you know, the school system, they're easier to control. It's easier to get a job. It's easier to do a lot of these things that we've been taught are good things. And those are things that I just have never understood as a good thing. Having a job versus running a business, for me, running a business has always been the better option. Maybe you have a different view, but if you're a Sigma dad, if you want to you know, break the molds and the norms of society, likely you have a similar opinion. And I want to go over a couple of things that you as a dad need to do with your kids, have the responsibility to do. And if you shirk these, they, it really is your fault when your kids you know, don't learn them as early as they should. So number one, looking at the difference between schooling and education. What, what's your role as a father in their schooling or their education? What's the difference here? So in my mind, I'm going to define these terms really quickly for you so we can have this conversation. But schooling is going to school, being physically present in school. This is not ideal as far as learning, education, being educated as, I mean, learning anything. doesn't matter how you learn. Some of my teachers in my school very much taught me how to be educated. Most of them just schooled me, meaning gave me homework, told me to do the homework, didn't give me a good reason for it, didn't give me a good reason why the information was important. And I was there to listen and to do the assignment just because that was the assignment. Being educated is, you know, one of my classes we had was Shakespeare and we read through Shakespeare and then we think critically on it. Why did this character do this thing? Why did, like, what was the purpose of, you know, this plot twist? All, all these things. We're thinking critically. We're practicing questioning the narrative, questioning why things are happening because we can translate that over into anything in life. You know, in business, when things don't go well, when I have a down month or two, critically thinking, why did I have a down month? What did I do? What did I not do? What what was external factors? What were internal factors? And realizing, oh, hey, I didn't do enough outreach this month. And if I had have done enough outreach three months in a row, I wouldn't have had this downturn. And I can figure out that problem. I can solve it. I can make sure that I make enough money to be able to take care of my family. So thinking critically is being educated, where schooling is just kind of doing the thing that you're supposed to do because that's the assignment. As a father... Your job is not to school your kids or make sure they get schooled. You know, if your child ends up with a doctorate degree from a university and they think less than they would have if they just quit after high school, not saying that's the case, but if that is the case, part of that's on you because you didn't teach your kids throughout their childhood 
how to think critically, how to really educate themselves, how to learn the important things. And these are simple things to do. Educating your children is as simple as when they ask to help with a task that you feel like is too hard for them, you say yes. When they say, hey, dad, can I help you? You pause, you know it's gonna take you twice, three, five times as long because they're helping you and it's not really help. But when they say, can I help you? Rephrase that in your mind. They're asking, dad, can you teach me? Can you help me to learn this? Can you help me to be better? And if you say no to that, which I'm guilty of saying no on far more occasions than I should, you are taking away from their education. You are making sure that they are not going to grow up to be the competent adults that you want them to be. And so in those moments, maybe you're better than I am at this, but say yes, teach them, bring them. When you're doing something you know, around the house, when you're fixing the car, when you're doing something in the yard, whatever it is, no matter how old your kids are, get them involved. If they're old enough and, you know, maybe they're more responsible than you think, but bring them out, you know, two, three, four. If you're pulling weeds, help them teach them to pull weeds. Are they going to be great at it? No, but they're starting to learn. They're seeing what the process is like in life, how to, how to fix things, how to do things. They're, they're being involved. I have a son that wants to be involved in everything. You know, when we cook dinner, can I help cook? You know, all these things. And usually he asks at the worst possible time when it's hard, when we're trying to hurry. I feel like we're always trying to hurry though. That That's a self-imposed, you know, deadline. There's no deadline for dinner. If, if it's a little bit late, that's fine. But what's not fine is taking away a teaching moment, taking away a moment to be able to educate my children so that they can grow up to be competent adults so that when they get out of high school or I mean well before high school but when they move out of my house they know how to make their own food they know how to do their own laundry they know how to make their own money they know how to spend money well save money well be responsible with money there's a lot of things that they need to learn before they move out of the house that's your job as a, a parent to teach them you do nothing beneficial for your children by prolonging their childhood and what I mean by that is by taking away responsibilities, by taking away the opportunities to learn and to grow and to become more like a responsible adult, you're not doing them any favors. And, you know, there's so many people that I look around at. I, I look at my own growing up and the harder the childhood was, not always, but usually the more responsible that they, they are or the more mature they are as an adult. Again, it's not always the case. But the thing here is that if they've had to do their own launches, they've had to make their own food, they've had to do a lot of these things, usually a bad childhood <laughs> necessitates some of that, but even a good childhood and a parent that's a very informed, very present, very there to educate their children, teach them how to do these things, either one of those situations can lead to a competent young man or young woman. It's not a man's role or a woman's role. Like teaching your daughter how to cook food, but not teaching your son is doing disservice to your son. Your son is going to need to learn how to cook food at some point. And some of the best memories that I have with my wife is me and her cooking dinner and just enjoying life, just being there. But if I didn't know how to cook, if I had to sit back and I mean, be a nuisance or be away and not helpful, I wouldn't have those memories. And I, she wouldn't see me as responsible because the things that, you know, she needs help with, I can't help her with. And that's silly to not be able to cook your own food or do your own laundry or whatever the task is. You need to teach your children these things. And so the best way to do that is to educate them, get them involved. The other thing here is that a love for learning and really a love for reading is essential. You know, in schooling, we learn to hate reading. You will read this book. You will take this test. You will write this report. You will learn to hate this book because of the amount of things that go on with it. Instead, 
of just reading the book and then having discussions. And maybe you had a class like this. I sure certainly didn't, but and minus the Shakespeare class, but reading a book, sitting down and thinking critically about it, having conversations about why is this important? Why did the character do this? Why is this information presented? Would you make a different decision if you're that character? Teaching your kids to love to read is so essential because if they can learn to read, if they learn to love to read, you know, there's a statistic where kids that don't read throughout the summer fall behind by, you know, I think it's a fourth of a grade or half of a grade, something like that. And the kids that do read throughout the summer get ahead about half of a grade. I find that really interesting that just reading every day throughout the summer gets you ahead a full half of a grade. How much are we really learning in school if it's just reading that gets us that much further? That's a different conversation. But the thing here is that if they can learn to love to read and whether they're you know, in public school, private school, homeschool, doesn't matter. If they learn to love to read and they read every single day and they learn every single day and they think critically every single day, not much else of what they've learned will matter because they will be able to educate themselves. They will love information. They will love being able to learn new things. And, you know, I think back on my childhood, I started studying fitness, nutrition, health, all that stuff when I was 12. You know, I would spend hours, I have autism spectrum disorder, so I've get hyper fixated on things, but I would spend three, four, five hours a night, every night on the internet, looking up, you know, workout routines, looking up studies and trying to learn how to read the studies and just really digging into the information. You know, was I weird in that aspect? Yes. But learning what I know now, that was one of the best things for me because I learned to educate myself on health, on nutrition, on all of those things. And when I got my degree in college, you know, my degrees in psychology, nutrition, and pathophysiology, a lot of those things I had already known. The important things I already knew more than the classes taught me. The unimportant things that, you know, would have prepared me to be a physician assistant, which was my goal at one point, I don't remember anymore. They're, they probably would have been very important in that career, but I hope you've gotten value out of the show today. If you have, it would mean the world to me if you would share the show with a friend. Podcasts are notoriously hard to grow, and word of mouth is actually the way that they grow the fastest. So if you could take a second and text this to a friend or family member, someone who needs this, I would really appreciate it. Now back to the show as a degree, like I don't use the degree. The one thing that I learned was how to think more critically about some of the studies that I was breaking down and learning and, and digesting. That's it. In the years and years I spent, I learned how to think a little bit more critically, which I could have learned as a child. I could have learned as a teenager. I could have learned as a young adult. There are so many other ways I could have learned it other than paying. And a lot of the people that went to school, I know didn't learn those lessons. And so I'm not saying that school is not important. I'm not that's a different conversation. What is important right now, though, is your job as a father to educate your children, to make sure that they learn the life skills that they need to be successful adults. That is your responsibility. And we think back to Spartan times, and this is something I want to make more of a study on and relay some of the information here. But from what I have studied, the Spartan boys, you know, followed the women all around until they were a certain age and they learned what the women did. They watched and they, you know, they learned that way. At a certain point, they were transitioned over to spending a lot more time with their fathers. The fathers then took the boys and turned them into men by training for war, by doing hard things, by enduring pain, by a lot of things we wouldn't do today. But the point here is that boys were turned to men by education from their fathers through hard experiences, through training, through repeatedly doing the things that the men did once they were men. And so it's your job 
it is your job as father. This is not new. This is, you know, the new thing here is to shirk your duties as a father, to get home, to sit in front of the TV, to play video games, to not do the things that you are responsible for doing. You know, in my mind, this is between you and your spouse, but some of the household chores, some of the dinner things, like whatever it is, those things you need to discuss with your your spouse and say, hey, I'm going to do dishes these nights. Hey, I'm going to make dinner these nights. Hey, I'm going to do whatever it is these days. That is negotiable. That is between you and your spouse. What's not negotiable is, hey, I'm going to make sure that I take one moment, 10 minutes a day, every single day to help further educate my children, to help them to learn the things that they need to know, to be better, to be prepared for life when they leave the house. And this might mean you need to educate yourself more. Maybe you need to learn whatever topic of interest that they have, learn a little bit about it and maybe teach them or find something that they could be interested in and teach them. But you need to educate them. You, you cannot let them just learn and be raised by the school system or by daycare or by religious institution, whatever it is. You cannot let others school your children and not educate them as well. You know, if you're homeschooling, this is, we're actually going to have a uh, amazing guest on to talk about homeschooling. I'm really excited about this, but whatever schooling type your children have, that doesn't matter. What does matter is the education that they get when they're done with, you know, being school aged. What are they able to accomplish? What are they able to do? What kind of man or woman are they becoming when they leave the house? If they're still a child mentally, when they leave at 18 or 20 or whenever they move out of your house, that's on you. You had 20 years, two decades to educate them, to make sure that they could be responsible, to make sure that they could do the things that they needed to do as an adult. And that was your responsibility. You failed, not them. And you need to be able to, one, be okay with that, like whatever level they're at. I wouldn't be okay with that level. I really, really would not. And that's part of why I'm doing this podcast. I'm not great. I'm not perfect at any of this. I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm doing the very best I can. And I want to help you do the same. So I want to take a second now to kind of bring it home. Be tactical. What what can you do to educate your children? Talked ideologically about schooling, about education, about your, you know, job as you know a father your duty to educate your children what does that mean like what does that look like let's give you a couple of things that you can actually do three big things that you can do to change the lives of your children number one you need to read books you do and get your children to love to read books now as a father maybe you don't have time to read a lot spend 10 minutes every single day reading where your children can see that you're reading make sure that they understand you enjoy education you enjoy information. You enjoy books. And when they ask you, what are you reading? Don't shirk it off and just say, oh, just a book. Teach them something. What well, what are you learning from this book? Well, why are you reading this book? Teach them something. Give them something. Maybe they're three years old and they, they really can't read. Read a book with them. Spend 10 minutes a day reading a book to them and then talk through what happened. Get them to think about it. Ask them questions. I mean, obviously make it on their level, but the thing here is that you have the responsibility to educate your children. You have the responsibility to get them to love reading, education, all of those things. And so if they see you reading consistently, they see you enjoying education, one, they're going to want to be like you. So they're going to want to read. You know, I have an eight-year-old. This summer, he has learned to love to read. And he'll be like, hey, dad, I'm just going to go read my book. I'm like, that's beautiful. That's amazing. He's read so many more books than I ever did at his age. And we're going to keep fostering that. You know, there was a point when I was younger that I did read a lot over the summer and over a school year. And then I stopped and I never went back. I mean, 
took me years and years to go back. When that happens, if that happens for him, we're going to push him. We're going to make sure that he continues to enjoy that process of educating himself. That's one of the best things that you can do. If he learns to love to read, if your children learn to love to read from you, that lasts a lifetime. That allows them to educate themselves for a lifetime. All right. So number one, you need to get your children to love to learn to read. Number two, the second thing that you need to do is make sure that anytime they ask for help or you're doing something that you feel like your children should know how to do eventually, bring them over, show them what you're doing, tell them why you're doing it. I know it's going to be frustrating. I know it's not always going to be what you want, but taking that extra time, it's really not going to take you much longer than you think it is. Maybe adds a couple of minutes to have your children over there explaining to them what you're doing. But if you're, you know, I, had an instance last week where I should have done this, but I was replacing you know, a sink drain because it was leaking. Easy thing to do. I could have called someone to do it, but something I know how to do because of you know how I was raised. That was, I mean, my dad, you know, stepfather taught me how to do that. And so I need to be able to pass that on to my kids. I should have brought them over and said, Hey, come look at this. You know, sometimes parts on, you know, the house go bad. Here's how we fix them. Here's what we do. Show them why I use the Palmer's buddy. Have to you know, go through the process. Show them the things that you're doing. I could have been better at that. I didn't do that. So number two, make time for those moments because it really wouldn't have taken me much longer to bring them over and to show them, hey, look, there's a hole in the sink. Did you know there's a hole in the sink? Like there are things that they don't know because they're kids because you haven't taught them yet. And if they can see, hey, here's how things work, they're not going to know how to fix a sink after watching you. But what they are going to know is that they need to take responsibility for the things that they own. They need to care for them. They need to fix them. They need to mend them or not break them in the first place. There's a lot of life lessons that they can learn from you taking an extra couple of minutes to bring your kids over and show them that you take care of things, that you mend things, that you don't break things, and that when things do break, whether it was your fault or not, if it's yours, it's your job to take care of it. Maybe that means calling someone and having them do it because you don't know how to do it. I think you should be self-sufficient enough to do some of these things, but that's not always feasible. Like money-wise, what I make per hour, was it worth it to spend that time to fix it? No, but I want my kids to be able to know that it can be done and that was how I was raised. So I fixed it anyway, even though it would have been a much better decision to call someone to fix it. You need to learn to share these moments with your children. The, they're not going to learn any other way. Otherwise, they're just getting the education that they're getting in school or wherever they're being schooled at. That's your job. Your job to educate them and teach them some of these life skills that they're not going to learn any other place. That's number two. Take the extra time. Teach them. Learn with them. Help them their mold. Help them become a better person. All right. And thing number three that you need to do is you need to help your children be active. You need to bring them when you work out. The thing here is that the world teaches that being lazy is okay, that watching TV all day is okay, that they don't need to do anything physical. You know, kids are sitting and being, you know, stationary and kids are being more sedentary than they've ever been. We need to fix that. That is not okay. That is, is a big deal because there's a lot of things that can go wrong. I mean, they can die early. They can get diseases that they wouldn't otherwise get. They can live a life where, I mean, they're shamed. It, like, I, you know, I was picked on for being the fat kid as, you know, a child. There's a lot of things going on there, but, you know, a lot of what I do now is to make sure that I'm not picked on for being fat. I'm incredibly strong. You know, that's something that I've been working on since I was 12, lifting lots of weights. My kids ask to work out with me all the time. And I know it's, they're going to get in the way at some point. There's potential for them to get hurt. There's a lot of things there, but we have a home gym and saying no teaches them that working out is only for adults. It's not for kids. They, they don't need to worry about being strong or being active or being healthy. And that is not a message that I want to send. You need to spend that time when you're prepping food, when you're 
doing the things that you're doing to be healthy, tell them why. Teach them. They're smarter than you will ever know. And if you take the time to educate them, you take the time to walk through why we eat proteins, why healthy fats are good, why you know, we do or don't eat carbohydrates, depending on what spectrum you're on, you're teaching them. And then they can form their own opinions as they grow up, but it will have been a part of their normal conversation to talk about food, to talk about working out, to move their body physically, to build their muscles, to work their heart, to do all of these things. That will be normal for them. And as an adult, they're that much further ahead. They're not going to be a weak, sedentary adult. They'll have been active somewhat. And when they really decide to take it seriously, they're going to have the tools because they remember those experiences with you of being in the gym. Maybe they just watched. Maybe they did some curls with something. Maybe they did. You know, my kids will deadlift my kettlebell, which is actually heavier than they are. And that's fun for them. They enjoy it. They think it's a game and make a game out of it. You know, I have two boys, eight and six. And the other day they were both in there. They're kind of playing with things, getting in the way instead of lifting. It's not safe. And so what I did was I took handle and I said, all right, let's see who's the strongest brother and see who can press this over their heads the most times and they had a competition they thought it was amazing that was so fun like oh i did more i'm like okay next brother and they just went back and forth like oh now he's the strongest brother now he's the strongest brother was able to do my workout did take a little bit longer but they were enjoying working out it was fun for them it wasn't a chore it wasn't something that they had to do which you know some adults feel that way it feels like i have to take care of my health oh this is so terrible they loved it. They thought it was fun. They thought it was a game. We did make it a game. And so they're going to have memories because we're, there's enough times where that happens that when they're adults, they're going to like working out. They're going to know that dad was strong. Dad was fast. Dad worked out. And, you know, some of my best memories with my dad were when I was working out. You know, when I was 12, 13, first getting into it, he was the one that was getting me into it. And I took it and I ran with it. And he eventually stopped working out with me. And, you know, I, I wish he had enough because those were really some of the best memories that we had. And, you know, they stopped instead of him pushing through because I know it made him sore. I know it was hard. I know he didn't do it all the time. He only did it when I was visiting. But those were some of the best memories I had. And I would love to have had more with him. So have those memories with your kids. Make sure that they're special. Make sure that they understand they're in charge of taking care of their health. They're in charge of being strong, fit, doing the things that they need. So there's three things that you can do. You are in charge of your child's education. We're going to have more conversations around this. But if you want to see the last video, we're talking about the three duties that you have as a father. Click this video right here, and I'll see you over there.